On this week's episode of Misfits on Main, I have a food-motivated trip report for the Mafia. Disney's bringing a little soul to Disney Springs. And we give a big compliment to all our cast member friends. All, all that, that and more coming, coming up. Welcome to the Island of Misfit twice. Hello, and welcome to the 36th visit to the Island of the Misfit Toys. It's CJ. Hey, it's the Mackie Mouse. Minus one. We are minus one today. No Isla. Though I, no Isla. And I will tell you when uh, when I DM'd her, just as I'm sure you did, to be like, hey, just make sure all's good in the hood. She just needed a week off. She need, Just like we do sometimes. Uh, she did say to make sure that I still brought the Isla sass to the episode. So <laughs> y'all, that's coming from her. I'm gonna do hey, my best, but those are some, for being a small frame, those are some huge, huge shoes to fill uh, Isla. So uh, I don't know I don't know if I will be able to do it. Also, if y'all can tell in the background, uh, we're recording on location today. I'm at the Chateau Imaginex ears, so you may hear a, a chihuahua uh, in the background every now and then. Uh, <laughs> Disregard. If that's the case. <laughs> Disregard the man behind the curtain. Uh, we are on location down in Orlando, um, as, as Mackie always is, but I'm here. Hey, I'm, I'm down here too, buddy. Uh, so yeah. look, there's... There's no, there's no uh, five star reviews. There's no voicemails to cover on this week's episode. So I'm just gonna, just, hey, for a minute, Mackie. Hi, man. Before hi. we like roll right Hello. into hot topics, it's good to see you. Uh, it's good to be down at your neck of the woods. It's really good to enjoy the Disney magic for a little bit. How you been, sure. brother? Good. You know, uh, apparently you brought the weather down with you since it's freezing cold <laughs> here now. But that's okay. Yeah. We we needed some some uh, some brisk weather, if you will. My heat kicked on, and I was like, "What's going on? Is the house falling down?" Oh, that's just the heat that I haven't heard in like two weeks. <laughs> but it's been it's been good, man. You know. What's funny is I know I, I know I talked to you about this. We uh the whole reason like one of the biggest reasons I came down here was uh the new the new shirt line. We were gonna try doing like two different styles. So we were gonna do the Northern like photo shoot with like the cold weather. And then we we're gonna come down here to Florida and get the more Florida vibe photo shoot. Yeah, that didn't happen. It's been cold <laughs> everywhere we've gone, so. Good thing no one can feel what you feel in a picture. You can always that's make right. it look tropical <laughs> without having to feel tropical. Yeah, so true, man. So that's what we've done. We've we've done fake it till we make it uh, this, sure, this past yeah. week. Cause you're right. I woke up and it was 36 degrees when I woke up this morning yep. and I was like, am I, am I back home? Am I home? Home or am I in Florida? Uh, so yeah, I, I brought the cold for sure. Uh, but it's, it's time we'll warm it up. Let's let's crank into hot topics. Let's warm this thing up. Check it out. And and I got a really really great hot topic right off the bat. Uh, after the tragic news of Chadwick Boseman, many have wondered what the future of Black Panther and the Kingdom of Wakanda would be. A recent five-year exclusive TV deal between the Walt Disney Company and director and co-writer of the hit franchise, Ryan Fogler, has shed some light on that uncertain future. He has confirmed that this deal would be to work on a project, not only a Wakanda series, but some other projects outside of that unnamed series. Some are wondering if Black Panther will even be in the series itself, as Marvel has announced the role will not be recast for the coming Black Panther 2. 
I personally think the Kingdom of Wakanda itself could make for an interesting series, but I'm curious what my co-host here uh, would like to see come to the Kingdom of Wakanda. Could you see Wakanda without Black Panther? I could. I feel like there's a there's a, a, a fair amount of stories to be told about the culture and the and the overall like feeling of the of the different tribes and stuff. Like Black Panther was was only you know like one of a lot of things that were going on internally before we got to that external conflict. So you know n- not just the keeping private, you know, Wakanda's resources and all that stuff. But internally there was, you know, this tribe lives out in the mountains and they don't want to really participate in all the stuff that's going on and like all, so, and I, and I feel like the way that they develop and I feel like there's a lot of cool, interesting stories to be told besides the lineage and royalty of this one position, you know? Um, not to mention the fact that depending on where this timeline stands, you know, this could easily be post- the world knows about Wakanda and like what happens then like we didn't really get into that a ton you know like like now that the world that that bubble is broken and the world knows about it you know which is kind of teased a little bit at the end of the movie as I recall you know we got really quickly into you know the Infinity War Endgame issues and all that like you know was that was so much heavier and so much broader and and bigger than everything else that you know it kind of trumped the, the small time you know, little village of this yeah. one thing so like getting back to that story i think could be kind of cool and that you, you don't necessarily need black panther for you know th- in a similar way and i know some people have mixed feelings about this but in a similar way that agents of shield didn't really have anything to do with the avengers but still told the story in that air i feel like that formula could be reused because despite people's feelings about agents of shield i think that 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 technique of like getting to the fringes of the story that we know well, it fits really well for TV series instead of movies. You know, movies, you only have time to tell one or two stories. Like with series, you can kind of really branch out into other things. So, I mean, that could, it could be cool. All these things that are in development always, you know, who knows if it'll ever actually see the light of day, but it's cool that they're talking about it. Yeah, and, and it being in a five-year exclusive deal um, with Coogler, I, I think I mis-said it, pronounced his name with Coogler, or, um, I, I really think that, like, Disney wants to make this happen. I think it's pretty clear Disney wants to make this happen. I'll take it even one step further. I wouldn't be surprised at some point, don't, you know, not in the next, like, five years, so don't start adding me, but, like, in the future, if we see a Wakanda edition in Animal Kingdom, um, I think Disney awesome. knows the potential the potential of this kingdom um as a whole and the theming that they could do with it um and maybe it's not wakanda maybe it's like an outpost or something but i know i i really know that disney could do it right i promise you somebody in some boardroom somewhere has already dropped it as an idea and maybe they just need to prove that maybe this is the the groundwork for that is they need to prove the franchise has that that following in a yeah, tv maybe. series in a movie series and then what happens you know if they if they try to grow this without black panther um and what does that look like i think the ultimate sign of respect for chadwick would be um that that is not rewritten they come up with a a new name of a new hero that comes out of wakanda and i would love to be part of that generation that like sees that happen um sure yeah part of that inception i think that'd be really cool so yeah um, that's, that's a great one in our uh, Deja Vu column of the of the week, uh, outdoor dining has returned to Disney California Adventure for the second wow. time. 
in four months. Really? <laughs> I feel like we just did this, man. <laughs> like, did yeah. we just talk about this? <laughs> um, Carthay Circles Alfresco Dining, Smoke Jumpers Grill, and Award Wieners have reopened to the joy of many Disneyland fans. With the stay-at-home order recently lifted in California, many are hoping to hear some good news start rolling out regarding the parks. But it's been crickets so far. I don't even know what any of these things are, so <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I guess it's, you know, good that now the stay-at-home order is lifted. I don't know that we're really holding our breath for any other kind of good news. It's still insane to me that the park is still closed. Like, yeah. I remember them announcing that the park would open. Like, they had a schedule that we all watched their whatever presentation to the people to be like, this is when the, you know, the plan was submitted that it would be open and then it just never happened, which is like it was going to be Disney World and then it would be Disneyland and then it just... It just never went through, which is wild that it's been this long. Like, I don't think, I don't know that a lot of other things in the country have really suffered as much as that, you know, like, yeah, because, because are, are, is, are the, the studio lots also shut down like that? Like to make television and movies, those are still being made in like Paramount and all those other, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I guess uh, a fair amount of them are working from home, perhaps, but like they have to do some taping in like sound studios. So I'm always like, I mean, not all of California is like under, you know, apocalypse level quarantine, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I guess. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I did not think that it was going to take this long. You know, I knew it would take yeah. a while. This has been a long time. It's been a long time. It's so almost Disneyland fans, I, I feel you, but uh, also please don't let news like this, like make you, f don't start posting Misfits on Main said Disneyland. So please, <laughs> <laughs> please. I don't think please. That we're breaking the news here on yeah, Misfits no, on Main. No breaking news here, promise. Oh man. Well. There's some uh, some stuff going on at Disney Springs that's kind of exciting. So uh, there, uh, this article is titled "Celebrate Soulfully at Disney Springs." If that if that uh, very subtle titling doesn't give you an idea of what's going on here, apparently they're uh, going to be putting some soul-related entertainment at Springs, which is really exciting. There's going to be some new art displays. Um, featuring some stuff from Seoul uh, with some emerging black artists. Uh, they name B. Harris and Bianca Pastel, Arrington Porter, uh, and a Corey Van Lu. So that's kind of exciting. It's February, so it's Black History Month. So they're kind of debuting this like nice emerging black artist support uh, with one of their IPs, which I really kind of like that. Um, and then. Uh, there's going to be some some live performance editions as well, which is really exciting because live performance has been a little bit of a stuffy issue here because of weird safety mandates and like how people congregate and they've started to really loosen up on that a bit. So like a few places in Springs like uh, Homecoming and Splitsville have started, you know, letting their uh, musicians perform there again. Um, but apparently, uh, what they're, they're calling this Motown Mondays, Jazz Thursdays, and Smooth Sundays. So three evenings a week, there's just going to be some some musicians that are performing around Disney Springs. Um, which, how do you feel about this? I'm like really excited that they're they're doing they're they're kind of doing it again. They're like they're starting to build slowly, you know. Put it, bring you know a little bit of entertainment so that people can experience stuff now. You know, it's it's uh, it's. 
I wouldn't say it's necessarily getting back to where it was. Although, if we want to really <laughs> split hairs about where it was, let's be honest, Pleasure Island is really where it was. But <laughs> um, but at least there, it's kind of getting back to like especially live performers, like getting to see people perform and he, even hearing from in the distance, like people like when you're walking around just hearing music, wild. you know, coming from uh, no idea why. Planet Hollywood or whatever. It's just like not hearing that as often. It was really starting to bum us out when we were walking around. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to just, you know, get a little something back. And also soul for for other jazz enthusiasts out there, you know, soul really, really hit a mark. And I know there's a lot of people who like soul who don't care about jazz at all, but it like really represented jazz in a way that, uh, you know, was a nice refreshing thing that they did. So like to give soul, you know, not to just like pass it by, but to actually give it some things that we can bite on physically in the park, whether you like jazz or not, is just, I'm like, I'm so glad that they're jumping on this and they're not waiting like six months to like be like, oh yeah, remember soul? Let's have some cool soul things in the park. Like they're actually, you know, jumping on it. So I'm excited. What do you think? Well, and I, I go back to what we said last week on the episode, you know, I know we all agreed, but this is a hidden gem. This is a hidden gem movie. And I think that Disney saw the outpour of love people had for this yeah. movie. And they're like, hey, we got to jump on this now. And these are easy implementations that they can do. Like the uh, the um, what's going on in American Adventure with the jazz, um, you know, the nod to jazz going on. I can't mm-hmm. remember the exact title of the uh Right. The current exhi- exhibit going on in American Adventure, but that's all about jazz and soul, and it's directly because of the movie Soul, uh, and, and they're cashing in, and I, I can't blame them. It's a great movie, um, so I'm happy to see it come in any capacity, and I think Disney Springs is a really unique opportunity to say, hey, you know, we're, we are a, a place that's a live music venue of sorts, and we can... We can really highlight some musicians that, I mean, look, you don't get to see jazz and uh, played many places anymore. So we were even talking about this a few episodes ago that this is not a, this is not a form of music that's highlighted very often. So uh, more power Disney for, for shining that light on on soul and and musicians as a whole. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pumped, man. When I saw this story, this had Mackie's name written all over it. I'm glad (laughs) glad you brought it. I'm glad you brought it to us today, man. Cause this, this was a Mackie Mouse story for sure. It's not just music. It's like, they're also, you know, this, this collaboration with the, like the Hugh Unlimited collection, you know, this wearable Mm -hmm. art where they all like their own personal interpretations of the film with these artists. Not to mention the fact that I didn't even mention that there's going to be special menu items at like Emirates and they, you know, they have like soul and princess and the frog things. So like, it's, it's really cool to like see these things show up in the park so soon after, after, you know, something debuts on TV. Uh, Not to mention the, the, you know, black support during uh, black history month that they're kind of really pushing now so yeah they're they're kicking it they're doing they're doing their february due diligence you know <laughs> good on them disney good on them disney say hey, hey everybody if you're really missing isla's voice don't worry we got it for you we got you covered go ahead girl take it away misfits we need to talk The next time you leave your house, you forget your mask, and then you're running back in to grab it, make sure you're grabbing your Misfit On Main mask. Wait, what? You don't have one? Oh, 
Okay, misfitsonmain.com. Or did your baby just ruin the fifth outfit you put them in today? Before 11 a.m.? Throw them in a misfit onesie. You don't have one? Oh, okay, misfitsonmain.com. What about your water bottle, laptop, phone? Are they all looking a little bit bare? Slap a misfit sticker on them. I think you're getting it now. Misfitsonmain.com. We have all of the above, plus our OG shirts and hats, locked and loaded on the site right now, waiting to be snatched off the shelves. Run. Misfitsonmain.com. Hey, everybody. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I'm very food motivated here. Um, I may even be the food motivated, the most food motivated misfit. Uh, So when I'm down here and I'm doing some trips, I like to bring you all some of the food that I've been trying that I think you have got to take advantage of your next trip down here. Walt Disney World. Right now, it's for all of you who are looking to take advantage of the uh, Taste of Epcot's International Festival of the Arts, I think is now the new official name because apparently mm. they couldn't make it longer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no joke, um, Pop Eats this year is is like, excuse the horrible pun, I can't help it, it's popping off. Um, I'm dead serious. <laughs> the, the grilled cheese and tomato soup. Yeah. I am a comfort soul, I'm a comfort, I'm a soul and comfort food fiend. Sure. Like, yeah. Uh, to me, uh, tomato soup and grilled cheese is like twelve years old, sitting in the kitchen. Mom was scrambling <laughs> to figure out what to make, so it was Campbell's tomato soup and grilled cheese yeah. sandwiches. And Campbell's and specifically not- is so sweet, so it like yes. it works. It's not just oh. like homemade soup or like other kind of brands. Like Campbell's specifically is a whole other thing. Oh yeah. Uh, very specifically, yeah, that, that uh, white and red labeled uh, can. I, just, I have <laughs> yeah. such distinct memories. So when I saw that, I was like, you better do it right. You better do it right. And they do. It's such a good tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwich. They have an option that comes with uh, caramelized onion and bacon in the grilled cheese. And it is like, it's, yeah. it is so good. Um, so that, that and, and they also did the Pop-Tart again this year. But what they did different this year than in years past is instead of trying to actually rip off the idea of a Pop-Tart, this year they made the actual pastry a flat-out sugar cookie. So instead of oh. like trying to like do what like they've done in the past and like outdo Pillsbury at that idea, of, it's just not like it's not happening. Don't you just you're not going to do it. Just do your own thing. So they did. They did a sugar cookie mm. pop tart, and it has raspberry filling. It was delicious. So I'm telling everybody, stop at Pop Eats, um, and then after there, head over, head over to the Canadian booth. Let's let's just call it like it is. I know they're all named art things, but it's the Canadian booth, and get the mushroom risotto. Um, those those three things right there. Best of the fest this year for me. Um, pop Eats and the mushroom risotto. So there you go. Hopefully I made you Yeah, hungry. the mushroom risotto is like, that's that's my go-to. It used to be the steak, and now I just go, and it's funny that it's still at Canada because I don't really like the steak as much anymore, but the risotto is absolutely stellar. I've got it multiple times, and it's, it's good every single time. <laughs> yep. It's the perfect amount of, of everything. Like there's not too much parm in it. It's not too salty. It's not too, there's not too uh, yeah. too many mushrooms. It's, it is perfect. So there you go. Great consistency Opa. too. 
Yes. And getting risotto, I'm sorry, as like a guy who really, I do love to cook. Many of you know it. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm, I'm making things very often on my story. I love to cook. Uh, risotto for a festival crowd like that to get like pretty good uh, is really hard. It's really yeah. hard. So props to uh, props to everybody working over there in the Canada booth, cranking out mushroom risotto all day long. Uh, it's delicious. So I highly suggest checking it out. All right, everybody, for the main show this week, we're, we're bringing something a little a little different, a very, very freeform conversation. But I uh, I talked to my co-hosts uh, shortly after I had been down here for you know a few days and kind of brought up the idea of um, a cast member show, you know, a show where we legitimately sit here and, and discuss the what the cast members bring to the Disney experience. Um, I've had a couple stories that I'll tell th- kind of through this chat with Mackie. Um, Mackie obviously has a very interesting uh, point of view uh, when it comes to the cast member uh, love and 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 what it's like. Um, but I just it's I know it's something we talk about here in small segments often. Uh, and I thought these are these are this is the reason for the magic. These are the people who literally keep the magic going every single day. They deserve more than just like a little bit of each show here and there. Uh, so here's a, a just a little cast member chat. Um, and I kind of wanted to kick it off with uh, what I think is, is kind of like the whole reason that we are having this conversation to begin with. Um, and that's uh, a, a cast member today. It's very simply, I was one of the very first people through the Magic Kingdom gates, but they were tentative, like they were attentive enough to everything that was happening around me to know that I was one lone person with a camera. They probably knew that I really wanted that shot of Main Street totally empty, and I was fighting the mobs of you know families on their vacation who were probably going to run right down Main Street and go right to the nearest attraction that they wanted. It wasn't about <laughs> that. Do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's no fault to them. That's their experience. But this cast member knew in the moment, this is a guy who is here first thing in the morning and wants this shot and made, it, made sure it happened for me. I was the first person to touch the touch point. I was the first person through the turnstiles, so to speak. And I was the first person at the end of Main Street. And as I sat there and I kind of took it all in, I was really happy that we were going to do an episode like this because that's an experience for me that's been on my bucket list as a Disney fanatic for five years. And it's not that I haven't tried. It's not that I haven't made an, you know the attempt to have it happen before. But it's like one of those things to be the very first person. A lot of things really have to happen. And today, the thing that happened was Skylar, the cast member, who went out of the right. way to make sure it happened for me. So um, that, to me, is why we're why we're literally. And there's plenty more we'll talk about throughout this little segment. But that's why we're talking about the these these cast members. They literally make or break your experience. Yeah, it. I mean, they they do really try to look for at least front facing cast members that are. By front facing, we mean front of house. So like cast members that are interfacing with guests all day long, right? Um, they really do try to uh, find moments to create instead of waiting for someone to ask them for something. It, it is very much drilled into every cast member's head, no matter where they are in the company, whether they're guest facing or not. Um, you know, <laughs> the... Uh, 
I don't know if it still is, but the mantra that you are re- repeated beaten over the head with. Uh, in fact, we made fun that it was it it was one step off of indoctrination, and we always uh, lovingly joked about it. When you go to traditions, which is their their first your first paid day on the job, right? You go to this. Mm-hmm class um essentially you 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 dress in business casual sort of uh and you sit and listen to them tell stories about the tradition of that walt disney had had created and the tradition that everyone since has tried to continue it's actually a really beautiful program that they wrote to to make sure that the foundation on your first day of work is 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 you know based on the same principles that Walt Disney built, right? And the thing that you're beaten over the head with, it's in the pamphlets, you actually as a group repeat it several times in traditions is uh uh is basically like we make magic. Like that's what we do. Like we 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 don't work for a place that is magical. Like we make that magic happen. So they show you videos of like you know, kids and give kids the world like wheelchair terminal kids who are go to Lion King and get, you know, picked up to go parade around back in pre-COVID days when you can actually do that. But they would like include them in the show and parents are crying and like, you know, these moments that you never forget and, you know, all these things that you see in the commercials and everything. Um, But you really are in sometimes in some subliminal ways too, taught that, you know, it, it is your personal choice to make those things happen, like, okay, in the case of Lion King, that's part of the show. That's in the script. You have to go out and get kids, right? Well, there are, you know, merchandise cast members who see, or, you know, food and beverage, who see a kid drop his ice cream or see a balloon that gets lost in the sky. And and it's up to someone to see it and walk over and make that family's, you know, experience better. It is It is up to someone who sees an opportunity to jump in and add something to someone's day that nobody asked for, you know, they didn't ask to get to the front of the line or get to, you know, do something, but walking by and getting to do that for someone, you know, uh, is kind of part of what you get to do by being that magical cat that, you know, being a cast member in that, in, in that analogy of like being on a stage and being in a show, you get to kind of sort of quote unquote ad lib a little bit while you're on the stage to make a moment that is unique to that moment in time. That doesn't ever happen again. You know what I mean? That wasn't part of the script per se of what exactly you're supposed to do, um, but still works for the overall show. And that's kind of why they go with this whole backstage on stage cast member thing, right? This theatrical Mm -hmm. part of it is because it's all a show. The whole thing is a show. And so sometimes bringing people into that show um, really requires a little bit of fast thinking on a cast member's part, the way an improv actor needs to kind of think on their feet to make a moment happen or, you know, manufacture something or adapt something to make it wonderful for the audience that's experiencing it. And that, and so many of our cast members excel at that. They, they, um, they come to work for that. Sometimes some of them, they, they literally are just way, there are several cast members that, you know, uh, there's one guy in particular I'm thinking of. I think his name is Brian. I might be wrong about that. It's it's a guy that everybody knows at studios. I think he's still there. Who at the time of the nighttime spectacular is right in the middle in front of the Chinese theater would like entertain 
hundreds of people that were staying. And that's not his job. His job is parade audience control to make sure that, you know, people are standing in the lines that they are, that there's no fire code issues, that if anybody has questions about whatever, that's all his, all, all his actual job is. But every single time I've ever seen this guy, he's playing with kids. He's doing trivia. He's having people, you know, audience participation. He's do, telling jokes. He's, I mean, hundreds of people in front of him. And it reminded me so much of the old Magic Kingdom, the old early 90s Disney, where there were just roaming entertainers that were there just there to make you smile. People juggling, just randomly walking through the hub, you know, like, mm-hmm. like literally yep. I have videotapes of people like just coming out and juggling bowling pins on like a, you know, a cylinder and a pogo stick and nothing to do with anything. It was just like a circus act and just, but it was just to make people smile and stop and look and, you know, in the absence of an actual planned entertainment moment like that, the cast members are really picking up the slack in that respect for a custodial member to come out and draw Goofy on the floor with water or to give a free, you know, stuffed animal to some kid or what, whatever, you know, they just may, they, they come up with creative ways to entertain people, you know, uh, having kids behind the castle, um, you know, bringing them to gather them around you and to, uh, sort of magic conduct the fireworks going off behind Magic Kingdom as the spectacular goes off. Like, that's not a position. That's not an entertainment role. But think about the memory that those parents had and that the kids have from getting to feel like they're a part of this instead of just watching it. And that's really where they excel is making people feel like they're not just experiencing something uh, third party. They're not just observing that they are very much a part back and forth of that magic. And I guess in return, they bring a little bit of magic to the cast members too, because they make them feel good about them being able to, you know, make this moment happen, you know? Yep. I, uh, one of the things, one of the stories you were talking about reminded me of uh, a cast member. Um, and I, I, had to, I scrolled back because I wanted to get the name right. Uh, her name is Sam and she pre, we're talking pre COVID. Um, I distinctly, I, one of my fondest memories, and it wasn't even about me. I was shooting the castle as, you know, I would be doing on Main Street. And I was getting ready for a parade at the time. Remember those? A parade? Uh, oh my I was gosh. Getting ready for, <laughs> I was getting ready for a parade. And I saw Sam, the cast member, uh, who sold like the light up wands and like bubble machines. You know, she had one of those carts. That was like, you know, her job right. to walk up and down Main Street before the parades and stuff to sell the bubble wands and the light up carts, all, all, that, all that stuff. And this girl said, "Mom, mom, can I can I have a you know a bubble wand? Can I get a bubble wand?" And the mom, you know, you could tell was just not was not going to budge on this. And just from no, no, sorry, honey, can't have a bubble wand. And the girl turned around, was like, "Please, mom, please." And I noticed that the girl had a birthday button on. Mm. And the mom said, "Oh no, come on, you've had so much stuff today. We don't need this wand. We don't need this wand." And the girl turns back around, and she was okay with the answer. Started walking, walking away, and Sam, the cast member, said, "Oh, come here, princess. You know, come over this way. If you can do a little bit of princess magic, I mm. think I may have a bubble wand for you. If you're able to turn this wand on with your magic." The wand is yours. It means it belongs to you. And like, not only did this cast member just decide, no, I'm going to give this girl a bubble wand. She made the gift of the bubble wand an experience that that girl probably remembered for most of, if not like of the trip, if not still remembers to this day that 
she went over and used her hands over the wand. And of course, you know, Sam flipped the switch and there goes the bubbles and all the bubbles came out and Sam said, oh my Lord, look, look, you turn the wand. Oh, this is yours. This is yours. Your bubble <laughs> wand. You're the magical princess. The girl literally flipped out. She was so ecstatic, walked away. And Sam did it just, just for that, just to see that reaction. I then watched as tears came to this cast member's eyes. And no joke, the photo on my phone is this cast member, because I said to her, I really want to give you a cast compliment. I don't think that that mom had any idea that that's even a thing, but this right. was one yeah. of the most deserved cast compliment moments I've ever seen. And I said, do you mind if I take you know, your photo? And she literally is like, I took the first one. I was like, I'll give you a second. Because she literally has tears streaming down her face. The first <laughs> that's, um, that's so beautiful, though. Right? It meant as much to her to give the gift, if not more, than for the person who received it. And, I, Mackie, that hits home what you said is that there is a certain type of person who's cut out to be a Disney cast member. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying that every last one is perfect. I'm sure we've all had an issue along the way somewhere. But I'm telling you, nine out of ten, these are these, if not better, um, these are a special, a special breed of people who are set out to really make magic for others. And and yeah. uh, even in the cold, even you know, even in the days, I'm sure they're like, wait a second, I came to Florida to work here on a 34 degree day. Um, <laughs> even this morning, as I said, um, it started it started uh, on a great foot because of a cast member um so i, I, I know also, that we're passionate about them but man it yeah uh, they made they've made this trip for me yeah i also think about like obviously the the forefront of the cast members that um interact with guests on a daily basis is our entertainment team right we have princesses we have fur characters we have uh you know uh kind of variety act type of of entertainers we have musicians uh we have dancers we have we have all sorts of people that are part of the entertainment team which is the kind of even though that is that is the 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 kind of sexy role right that's the, the everybody mm -hmm. wants to be in entertainment and and they and a lot of people overlook you know the effect that like custodial members have or even you know we had an experience that i mentioned on the show recently where we went to animal kingdom and the people, I forget what they're called, people who are the compliance people telling you to wear masks, right? That's all their job is, is to hold this mask up and yell at you when you don't have it on. That's their whole job. It's all they do for their shift is just stand there and be like, put your mask over your nose for the hundredth time. Uh, we are not tourists. Obviously, this cast member did not know that, but we're in there like vlogging hard we're both shooting with our phones we're sh i got a camera a second camera she's got a second camera we're talking about shots we it, like crazy right like we clearly look like we're here for video content and uh and maybe that's why she she took the time to say something to us but uh we were walking away to go to a, a reservation that we had and she was like oh well if you and we're not supposed to say this but if you wait a little while uh the birds are going to come out in front of the tree. Um, they, they're Which is one of my favorite but... things in Animal Kingdom. God, I love oh that. yeah, Sorry, it's continue. fantastic. And although it's, it's it is incredible. a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a shell of what it used to be because it used to be this cool interactive thing and people, you know, they would talk to you about the birds and everything was a lot longer. Now they just kind of fly in and they sort of just leave like in a few minutes. But the fact that she 
stopped us because we happened to be walking in earshot of her and she was like if you wait like 30 seconds like they're going to be here in like a minute and we and we have seen it so many times and but we felt like so compelled to be like she went out of her way to let us know and and she's not even supposed to do that that's not even a thing they do anymore because they don't want people waiting around mm-hmm. who like kind of went out of her way to be like i know you're not going to congregate here they're going to be gone in a few minutes let me just tell these people so that they don't miss this experience like she needed to tell someone could have been us it could have been anybody who walked by her but the fact that the next person to walk by her she was going to make the decision to be like don't leave you should see this makes that you know her Uh, interaction with that person a part of the narrative of their day like they would have otherwise missed this if she didn't stop them and change what they were going to do which isn't that's a like you said it's it's the mindset of an individual to to make a difference in just the person who's in in you know arm's reach of them not every single person in the park but just one or two people and like even beyond cast members as a side note that mentality of like affect the person who's just right in front of you is so overlooked now. Like the person who is 10 feet away from you in the grocery store in that aisle who's having trouble reaching for something or, you know, someone who dropped something next to you and you could pick it up for them. So holding a door open, just like just affecting the life and happiness of, of just three people, <laughs> not 40 people. You don't have to have the weight of the world on your shoulders, but to, to make a decision to change someone's day, just tell them they look nice. I like your jacket and then walk away <laughs> like anything, just something to, to make a difference. You know, cast members do it every day. They do it all the time. And it's something that we don't have to be a cast member to do. You could do it. Anybody, yep. you could do it in the Disney parks and not be a cast member and still make someone feel good about something. You know what I mean? Like that, just mm-hmm. the, it it does it's not exclusive to people who are on the clock you know what i mean i think they 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 make it so that you know you a natural inclination for a human is to pay it forward right if you if they someone did something really nice for me i want to do something really nice for someone else you know some some cast member did something really nice and and got me something a replacement to something and then you turn around and like you know what i have one of these stuffed animals already i have this let me give this to a kid who can, who will appreciate it for, you know what I mean? Like, like that kind of thing, like just makes everybody want to be better. You know what I mean? And even you think about like the cast members who we don't see, you know, fur characters are, it's, that's a very difficult job. It's a very, very, very difficult job. And I think about cast members who are, you know, uh, it getting to use character IP you know, uh, uh, cast members who get to study and embody the spirit of, of something that is so beloved and then to turn that into a completely magical, unique moment for every individual person, not even in just family, but every person that they interact with, you know, I know cast members who have spent years learning sign language, learning an entire language so that regardless of whether they can speak or not, that they can unexpectedly communicate with someone who who does not expect them to be able to do that. How many times have we seen the video of Pluto or of Mickey 
signing to a deaf girl, a, a child, no less, who mm-hmm. then is so surprised that they can communicate with and parents are bawling their eyes out. And so am I watching this video at home because and, and you know, you, you, you obviously in, in this magic moment of like, oh, my God, Mickey Mouse, no sign language. And he can he can relate to me. Like, think about the cast members that had to do the work to have this extra skill they can pull out every once in a while just to make someone's whole life <laughs> like that you know that that goes um you know unnoticed a lot and and unapplauded because uh of the magic show that we all put on you know as as part of the parks you know whole thing but it it really does deserve attention and deserve appreciation for you know, that's just a small example, but the amount of work that cast members do when they're not, when you don't see them to be better at their skill, you know, the amount of work that they do to make sure that you're safe, you know, parade audience control never gets enough credit for making sure that there isn't a stampede and some kid gets trampled because, you know, 150 adults who aren't paying attention. Like I've literally had nieces and nephews who are two and a half, three feet tall, actually get physically stepped on during during parade and 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 nighttime spectacular and parade audience control is doing their best to try and make sure their walkways that there's no fire issues or crowd issues that there's you know like that's that role is the police of of entertainment and everybody you know doesn't like them because they're just yelling at people the whole time but like making sure you don't step off on the parade route and your kid doesn't get run over by a float is a really important job <laughs> you know and yeah. they, they it's a, it's very thankless too and they don't get thanked enough for for keeping the people safe <laughs> you know it's just like there's so many examples of cast members who go above and beyond what they what they really have to do um to make sure that you're safe and happy and even more than just happy that's never good enough to just be happy that you feel special and that's really the thing that separates a disney world from like a universal or a sea world or other places that are still entertaining they're still entertaining their guests but there is a little bit of a step beyond that disney cast members always try to do that disney and tries to uh, instill in their cast members is to, you know, the whole, as much as I make fun of it, the whole welcome home and you're a guest in our space and this is your space too. I don't like the entitlement that that brings, but what that's not the point of that. The point of that is to make you feel special. It does get abused Mm -hmm. occasionally by people who go too far, but the idea that they're trying to make you feel like a unique individual where, you know, a character, a Mickey Mouse or a Goofy points you out of a crowd and comes and has a special moment with you of uh, how many times have you taken pictures of or have seen character in a parade come over to a kid and spend a lot of extra time with them and like just and you know it's like 10 15 seconds of this interaction with a kid on a parade line who like it makes their whole trip their whole trip they all they're going to remember for years to come is i i went to magic kingdom and i saw this parade and there was all this music and all this stuff and you know uh, Pinocchio walked over and gave me a hug like this one moment with this one thing now that character didn't have to do that they they could have just done their choreography and walked down the street but they stopped to make this moment happen you know and they don't even think about it this is what they're trained to do and it's 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 really great how much like that's just one person when you have that with thousands of cast members who are constantly trying to find things to make your day better that's why people come to Disney World 
You know, that's that's why people are not rushing to go to Bush Gardens or wherever, you know, Cedar Point. Like, yeah, if you like roller coasters, fine. But if you want to feel special and you want to feel unique, you know, you might get pointed out by someone who will call you a princess or pull you up on, you know, a stage moment and make you feel special. Like, that's the thing we're known for. And and it's it's kind of amazing how how much of lightning in a bottle they've been able to recreate for 50 years plus years, you know, 60 years at Disneyland. Like. It's, it's wild. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, to kind of, again, roll off of that, um, I need to asterisk what I'm about to say. Like, uh, results not typical. Your, your experiences may vary. Um, I, I am somebody who, <laughs> unlike Mackie, I am not a local, um, but I am in the parks a lot for somebody who doesn't live in the state of Florida. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here a fair amount. Um, if you've been with me in the parks, you know, it is very common for me to see a cast member that I know. Uh, mostly, that is not because of social media. Most of the time, those are cast members I know because they've made some sort of magic for me or been kind or it's been a face I've seen many times. Um, matter of fact, um, uh, bestie with the tragical girls, D, who I know is a, a familiar yep. name for you, also Mackie. Um, D is a face that I had just seen in the Magic Kingdom parade route, you know, seen for a while. And yes, I knew that they all knew each other, um, but I mean, I had seen him around, and um, now. I every time I'm here and I see I see him and he sees me, I get the wave, I get his big iconic smile. Even with, <laughs> and I, see I straight through that mask. <laughs> that's what I said to him. And I'm like, dude, I'm you are one of those few people in this world that when you smile, the mask doesn't even matter because you can see that smile um, through the mask. And and um, it has become part of my Disney experience. Cast members like him, like Edwin, the photographer, the the PhotoPass photographer on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Edwin took the very first pictures of me and Dana on our honeymoon together. Edwin is still there to this day. And when I walk down Main Street, we've seen each other, you know, hundreds of times over the years. Um, and now we literally we see each other. We say, "I love you, man," and I, you know, we literally yell, "I love you" to each other. That's that's a part of my Disney experience now. You know, that's that is somebody right. who is now a part of my life outside of Disney, outside of Main Street, um, and has been for for five years. Um, so, you know, to kind of wrap up my what my last part of this is is um, it isn't just about the Disney experience. I think it also kind of as corny as it's going to sound, it, it it bleeds into the real life experience. This is. You know, um, sometimes when I'm here, it's part of my job and seeing familiar faces that make me smile and and make that magic that much more real is is everything to me. So um, the familiar faces, the you know, this trip alone, I've met some great cast members who will now be part of my continuing experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's what I love. One of the things I love so much about this place is that it's ever growing. Uh, and hopefully now we're really in it. We're back in that growth part where we'll see some of these these cast members coming back to work. We'll see some familiar faces coming back, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. And um, and the one those of you who are here, whether it's past, present, uh, whatever magic you have made, if you are a cast member and you're listening to this, a big thank you from me uh, personally for all the magic that you that you've made. Uh, I say it all the time. Whenever a cast member thanks me, I. I laugh because uh, we do not get 
this Disney experience that we love so much without the cast members that you see and the cast members that you don't. So that wraps it up for me. Um, I, you know I'm passionate about it. Uh, I guess the last thing is, uh, if there is a cast member that has made a difference for you, don't just thank them. Thank you goes a long way, but really try to like take a selfie with them, send a cast compliment in. I know what cast compliments, you know, Mackie can attest to it also, but I know what cast compliments can do for cast members. Um, and and it's a really valuable thing for them um, to be recognized like that in front of their peers. It's not just like, hey, you got this cool tweet. No, they really go out of right. their way to say, you've been recognized in front of your peers um, for outstanding performance to to a guest. So if, if a cast member went above and beyond for you, go above and beyond for them and show your thanks. Yeah. And even more than that, if you are a cast member, so we have something called four keys cards that we can give to each other. So a lot of times you'll get like a manager will give it to you for doing something. Um, if you're a guest in the park and you see uh, something wonderful happen where someone helped a safety issue that, you know, whether it was their job or not, or a really cool show thing that they've, they've made, you know, a, a show moment happen for, for someone or anything like that. Um, you can give them a four keys card, which, uh, that automatically goes directly to their manager that someone is complimenting them on something that they did. And if you put a little description of what they did, which is an even better way, if, if you have access, obviously as a cast, as a fellow cast member, um, to be able to ping their manager directly and say, Hey, this person who's working for you is really out here just crushing it and making amazing moments for people. Um, even though you didn't see it like we did and we're, you know, it's an easy way to report back to that person's immediate leader that they are going above and beyond their role, um, which does go a really long way. It really does. It, it, it could go as far as the, the butterfly effect of that uh, to get them a better position in their department or get them a promotion or get them like it really does make a huge difference on this person's individual life who is spending their 40 plus hours a week making other people happy. So, you know, as as charity goes, <laughs> doing something like that goes a really long way and only takes a couple minutes, regardless of whether you're a cast member or just a guest experience in the park. Uh, you know, going out of your way for someone who is clearly going out of their way for other people is probably the best way you could ever pay it forward. <laughs> so consider it, if you will. Yeah, and uh, I'll wrap it up with uh, how Isla would probably wrap it up right now. A, uh, a big XOXO to all the cast members. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. Love Your Melon is an apparel uh, brand that's on a mission to better the lives of children that are battling pediatric cancer. This is going to be our current charity highlight. They've been uh, working to reach their goal since uh, 2012. Uh, in their really, really humble beginnings, Love Your Melon set out to donate a hat to every child that was battling cancer. They not only reached that goal quickly, but their next goal of raising $1 million for pediatric cancer research was also quickly surpassed as the company uh, now raised over $8 million to help combat cancer in children. Uh, they donate 50% of their net profits directly to reputable cancer research and uh, their recovery programs. Love Your Melon is widely known as and uh, as, a, as a respected and philanthropic brand. Uh, if you're out there and you're looking for a new winter hat, consider a Love Your Melon beanie uh, and you can make a difference with your purchase. If you want some more information, then it'll be available in our show notes. 
All right, everybody, it's that time. Let's talk about our feelings. Mickey bars and Molotovs. Uh, and I, I have very extreme of both. Uh, the hot is cold though this week, uh, as the, uh, as the Molotov is, uh, yeah, it's freezing. Mackie, <laughs> you spoiled at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I came down at least like somewhat prepared, but not like winter coat prepared. I'm talking like spirit, jer- like, like Florida winter prepared, you know, spirit jerseys, a couple like over shirts. Uh, today I had a t-shirt, a spirit jersey, an over shirt, long pants, heavy socks, and tennis shoes. And I was still cold. So uh, the Molotov this week is it's cold in Florida. And I know I, I know we've talked about it. I've given you grief in the past. I've given I've given many Florida friends grief in the past, but this is like 30 this is cold cold. This isn't like oh Florida cold. Yeah, no, yeah, this yeah. is like this is period. This is like you're up north and it's it's cold. So it's yeah, almost man, freezing. <laughs> it's literally almost yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I I have been accused of pouring water on the ground to get reflection shots um once or twice. I, yep, I do it. Uh, I wouldn't be able to really get away with it this time. It, may actually freeze so yeah no joke it's freezing cold in florida uh so yeah light that right up uh what's up mackie what you got man uh my molotov is slightly less lighthearted this week uh oh. it is a very short uh it is a very short psa about the internet <laughs> and social media usage on the internet my Molotov is bullies. Not necessarily people who uh, aggressively and for their own entertainment uh, try to bring other people down, which exists. That's not as obvious. Social media has really um, created a little bit of a pocket where you can be a bully without intending to be a bully. Uh, or you can be a bully even though you didn't intend it, it's very overt because you're doing things on social media for you instead of realizing how much it affects other people, how how other people are receiving your... Because social media is not a diary, right? It is something that other people are experiencing of your ideas or your words. Now, have your own opinion. Do whatever you want on the internet. I cannot regulate that, nor should I. However, take responsibility for what you put out into the world because it has weight and it has consequences. And sometimes those consequences are literally ruining someone's entire day or sometimes entire life. And that's really uncool. And to, and watching people use social media inappropriately simply to, uh, as a cheap laugh for people or to elevate yourself, your self-worth by bringing someone else below you, and dragging them all over the internet unnecessarily is not only really uncool and really not like great fellow human species behavior. Like, well, and it's also the worst of people who are going to hide behind a keyboard or a cell phone to do it also. Like those are the worst kind of people because they're the ones who nine times out of 10 would probably not sit down and actually say it to your face. It's just much easier from behind, from behind these, you know, these safety nets. So yeah, of all bullies, the cyber ones are the ones that really, 
that really get me next level, man. Because um, would you Same. really have the guts to say it to me if we were standing across from each other having a conversation? You know, I'm, I'm not like a really violent person, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going well, yeah, yeah. to smack you, but like, would you actually say it to me? Like, I, I doubt it. So I feel I you, think man. one of the things that really upsets me is the fact that the stuff that people are getting dragged uh, over on the internet is meaningless. Like literally stuff that does not matter. But for some reason, like how many times am I seeing people who are just trying to convince all of their followers that this other person shouldn't be trusted or this other person did this horrible thing that we should all collectively hate together or that, you know, like to try and rally the troops against and why? like something that doesn't actually matter in real life. Like nobody, it's like, we're not talking about like bad people who are doing bad things. We're talking about people who like, oh my God, this person's at the park so much. Oh my God, this person's like constantly at Target. Oh my God, this person spends too much money. Like regardless of whether you know about their life or not, who cares? It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. And so to spend all this time and energy on the internet trying to convince other people that they should also have negative feelings about this thing that doesn't matter is the upper echelon of cyberbullying because it it's trying to make someone feel negatively and not even for a good reason. So like, be better on the internet. Just if you feel it some type of way, go have a text chat with your friends and talk as much as you want. There's no need to mm. just like, you know, like what I mean, and celebrities get it too. How many times do celebrities and they don't even make a misstep? They just did something or, com or a comedian and made some joke. You know, some things are off color. There's a lot of like, OK, yeah, there are people who are actually racist who like want to hang people from trees. You're really going to come after a comedian for making some joke that they get paid to say like there's a day. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of gray area, but. You know, to just constantly be a source of, of negative energy is just you wanting to hear yourself be powerful. And that's a really bad misuse of social media as far as I'm concerned. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. That's all. It's just my PSA to say, when you go on social media to do things, I mean, like, think about what you're doing. Are you just doing things because you want people to like you? And that, that's selfish. And if you're going to do that at somebody else's emotional expense, then you're a horrible human being and you should stop. <laughs> if you're not intending to do that, stop anyway. I'm just saying, I, I got a lot of social media feelings. <laughs> this is like my great opportunity to quote Isla quoting JWoww. Huh? You can stay and get your ass beat. You can stay and get your ass beat. You can stay and get your ass beat. Because I can tell you that that's that's what our girl would be saying right I now. Was, that's what I she was going to appreciate that a lot. <laughs> we're gonna I can tell you right now. That was very, uh, very good interpretation. I mean, uh, imitation. That was very good. Uh, I like that. Um, but yeah, I, my, I know as a trio, we've talked about this off the air many, many times. It's a big reason why we want to have the community sense that we do here. Because you know that that... Uh, that bull will not fly and none of the three of us won't won't we won't let it fly in our in our uh, misfit mafia uh, and I know the mafia wouldn't do it um so yeah I it's a big reason why Zad crew became what what it was um it's a really sad thing that you have to uh create a safe space in a what should be a safe space like you have to create a safe bubble in which should already be a safe bubble that's wild yeah absolutely. so uh 
Yeah, man, and to I'm, be I'm, clear, I don't subtweet people, so <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't get involved in anybody's business. I, I, I practice what I preach and I shut my mouth and I, I talk to my friends privately about my feelings about things and I do not share them publicly because I don't want anybody else to be influenced by how I feel about something because my feelings are personal. So I'm not trying to influence other people to also feel the way I feel. So this is, I'm not coming after anybody. I'm not using my voice on a podcast to to also drag people who are dragging other people. I'm not in that business. So just to be clear, this is not me trying to attack anyone. That being said, I do feel strongly about people who do stuff like that on a con- mm. whether it's on a constant basis or once in a while, and I feel like, you know, a reminder of like use your social media responsibly is a good reminder for everyone, myself included, to remember how what you say appears to other people. That's all. It's I think that's a responsible adult thing to do whether you're doing something wrong or not. Be be responsible about how you use your words. That's my PSA. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. Uh, and I like that PSA, fully in support. All in favor, say aye, 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 aye. Um, aye, 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 aye. All right. Uh, and I, I will, will third it. Both of us will third it for Isla because I know right now she's, she's listening. Before this episode's dropped, she is, uh, she's listening, and I'm sure she's yelling right now. Heck yeah! So, um, <laughs> PSA, don't, don't be a bully. Just don't be. Um, yeah, all right, uh, let's move into the, the happiness. Let's get the Mickey bars out of the way. Man, I have so many Mickey bars. I really do. It's like one of those, like, what Mickey bar am I going to pick for today? Because uh, this has been a great, a great trip. Uh, today's Mickey bar is going to be solo park days. Uh, I I am one of those people, you know me. I love my friends. I love being with my friends. Love my time in the park with my friends. Uh, and I because of that, I very often don't do solo park days anymore. Um and this morning, I had the opportunity to open Magic Kingdom, like hard open Magic Kingdom, and spend whatever I wanted amount of time doing what I like the me stuff. Uh, I'm not kidding, Mackie. I know you'll appreciate this. Of the like four hours and 15 minutes that I was in Magic Kingdom, I spent three and a half hours on Main Street. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately of just like hanging out on Main Street and the hub and that's it. Yeah, uh, between train station and the castle, uh, I left for the 45 minutes to mobile order from Cosmic Rays, do one little quick loop, uh, Tomorrowland teacup area, um, and then back, back to the, back to the hub. Uh, and it was great. It was great. It's not something I love to do every day. You know, I really enjoy the parks with my, with my, my family or my friends. Uh, but it's it's just nice every once in a while to, to just think like, you know, it's a you day. So my uh, my solo day today was my Mickey bar. Um, I just had a, had a good freezing, good freezing, but a good day. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just you like go. just like a rainy day at Disney is better than a rainy day anywhere else. I feel like a cold day at Disney is also better than. I mean, it's snowing yeah. up north. It's not snowing. It's cold, but I mean, we're not dealing with a storm. You know. So, well, like, and it's really funny still. because the uh, to tie our main topic into my Mickey bar, I'm obviously like I'm cold, man. Like I, everybody's cold. I'm bundled up. I have my hat. I have my my hat. My beanie on. Like I'm cold and clearly i must have stood out well first off i had a overcoat on that was a tan color so i was asked 
maybe five times if I was PhotoPass. Um, so that was <laughs> problem number one was do not wear a tan colored overcoat because everyone thinks you're PhotoPass. Um, and then the, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> then the other issue was, I guess, just being a big guy, you know, I'm a big guy, big coat, big camera, beanie on my head. I guess I started to stand out after being on Main Street for three hours <laughs> because I'm waiting for uh, Tink to come by. And uh, so big guy, big coat, big camera, beanie on my head. I think I started to stand out and a cast member comes up as I'm waiting for the Tink uh, cavalcade and goes, hey, uh, just wanted to let you know, since I've seen you around a little bit this morning, that Tink's taking the first cavalcade off today. Uh, if you want to go warm up and get something to eat. Oh. <laughs> and I literally was like, you are the man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, it was really funny. So to tie the main topic into the Mickey bar, um, it's just solo days. Like I would, you know, I have many friends who enjoy Main Street, but three and a half hours on Main Street is probably pushing it for most. So uh, it was just, just nice to do to do a me day and have me in the camera and my earbuds in listen to some music so there you go man that's my mickey bar and a great way to wrap up another thank you for another great cast member yeah heck yeah um well i would like to be more generic and just be like chocolate but that feels really cheap and stupid the reason why i'm saying chocolate is because we got the opportunity to go to gideon's because it wasn't like a super crazy long line and I am really of the like anti-hype train people. Like I'm not waiting seven hours in line. I don't care what it is. It's not important enough to me to to do it just because of FOMO, you know? And it happened to be a 45 minute line. It wasn't even that long. So we were like, well, I mean, why not do that? And we went inside and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, like novelty things like that tend to not be that great. It's really more of an experience man were these pastries good like we got a cookie and a coffee cake and this other i mean like the most decadent like the flavor and the the just the overall like palette of the whole thing like Mm -hmm. together and the balance and like we got it a couple days ago today it's still like it's not obviously as soft as when it was fresh but it's still like really good and like still moist in the center and like for sure it was That's high on my list, man. High on surprise. My list. It was an unexpected surprise. I mean, obviously it photographs really well. It's, I mean, it's very, very dark in there, but like it's it's very cool. It's very like old gothic-y kind of look as you would expect. Bats and like weird vampire pictures on the wall and it's all this stuff. But like the actual food that you go for usually suffers because of all of that stuff. And this did not. And I was just really not expecting You mean Rainforest Cafe? Exactly. Rainforest and T-Rex. And it's it's, like, there is a spectacle of it. And when you're on vacation, it's like, that's why you're doing it. Like, who cares what the food tastes like? Like, you're going for the, you know, like that uh, ambiance and that feel. Um, And you're not as disappointed because you know what to expect. I was only expecting that and it didn't happen. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So highly recommend. What the hell do we get? Peanut butter iced coffee something mocha whatever it's like a peanut mm-hmm. butter drink yeah the then, peanut uh, butter cold brew with, that's it yeah and then like a chocolate chip with sea salt cookie pretty plain normal cookie but it was amazing uh really giant pieces of chocolate chips and really crunchy like coarse uh sea salt so really well done uh coffee cake which has got a lot of like other flavors other than normal coffee cake and it felt like vanilla and this crazy cinnamon that tasted weird and um 
and a cookies and cream one, which I don't even know how to describe because it's unlike any cookie I've ever seen or tasted. It literally tasted like someone mashed up an Oreo and then made a round fat disc out of it. It tasted literally like a straight up Oreo, but better. I don't know. It was amazing. I don't know. I'm now excited to go and try other things because I was like, I wasn't even expecting to be a fan. And now I'm like, I got to go back. Like, I got to find more stuff. So chocolate. Well, now you got me nervous general, that this the one visit Gideon's. I have planned. Yeah, I was say now I'm nervous. The one visit I have planned to Gideon's isn't going to be enough. We, we got in the virtual queue today. And then uh, surprise, when we started recording, we got the notification that we could join the line. But I was like, I mean, mm. you know, we'll, we'll go another day. Um, but yeah, it's I, great. I, and the, I, the drinks, especially like I, I am very picky about the way that you can tell the uh, and I know some going to get hate for this, but like the hasty Dunkin Donuts style of making drinks that is very like different depending on how haphazardly the specific person dropped everything into the cup as opposed to like a more refined uh starbucks very you know strict um ingredient list and technique style where it's it's the same no matter what barista or what store this very much felt like there was a bit of a science to it. It was like perfectly blended. It like flavor wise was like everything was all the way through. It didn't it didn't feel like it was it was a, a a novelty drink that you just pay a lot of money for because of the name, you know, or the appearance. It really every I was pleasantly surprised. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess I'll be finding myself over to uh, to Gideon's in the next in the next couple of days. I'm here till Sunday morning, man. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's it's gonna have to happen one of those days. It's gonna have to. Happen. Yeah, definitely do it. Definitely do it. A- ask for uh, suggestions too, if like the best ba- based on what you like, because the the kid they obviously make these really beautiful decadent cakes, but it's basically three cakes on top of each other. It's it's like a foot tall cake, you know, and like super. I've thick. seen that There's, on Instagram. Yeah, they are. Wow, oh God, they're so huge. But now I'm kind of curious, like if everything, if the if the hard pastries were that good, like this is probably going to be some really bomb cake. So now I'm kind of like. I looked at it and was like, no way. But now I'm like, I kind of want to get one just to see. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there. I don't think you can really uh, go too far all out. I would, I would highly recommend uh, broadening your your selection as much as you can. <laughs> well, I always love when we like do a hot topic. Like a couple of weeks ago, we were all talking about Gideon's and 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 it opening and all the hype. And I mean, literally, this has been a ongoing hot topic that we have discussed. And Mackie was able to round it out and say, hey, it's it's actually worth it. So if you're a couple episodes behind, <laughs> you're finally catching up. You're like, oh my lord, yes, Gideon's is worth it. Mm-hmm. So there, I guess there's the, the to wrap it up for Mackie. Gideon's is worth it, right, man? Absolutely. I cannot wait to check it out. I'm very hyped. And uh, that wraps up things for us on the island of the misfit toys. Isla, what should our listeners do? Smash that like button. <laughs> she did it. Thank you, Mackie. She Thank you, Mackie, for filling in. Thank you, sir. That's right. Smash that heart, star, plus sign, whatever it is. Make sure that you subscribe and join us every Monday. If you love what you heard, consider dropping a five-star review. If you want to be involved in a future episode, you can call our voicemail and we may just play it here on a future podcast. That number is 407-900-5448. We have a Discord chat for all of you to be part of the Misfit Mayhem. You can join us for future episodes. That link is in the show notes. For all of our social media, to leave an idea you may have for a future episode of the podcast or to access some behind-the-scenes content, there is one place to head. That is MisfitsOnMain.com. And until next time, 
keep that magic alive, look out for each other, and we will see you next time the Misfits come out and play. Bye! The views expressed in this podcast are those of the Misfits and are not associated with the Disney Company, Zad Crew Media, our affiliates, or sponsors. And that was Evan just professionally and politely telling you that we're just three Misfits being assholes. <laughs>